listening to Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Horses. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So if you've been watching the show, you've heard me reference how I'm a convert a few times. Well, today I thought I would share with you guys my conversion story. It's a pretty fun one, so if you're interested, hang on for the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. It starts in a beautiful little city called Cyprus, Texas, home of Daniel Bradbury, country singer and season four winner of The Voice, and rapper Riff Raff. So it's Kwaku, Danielle, and Riff Raff. It's a notable, notable number to come from Cyprus, Texas. <laughs> it starts in middle school. I was uh, raised in a Christianish family. You know, like, kind of a bit, a mix of everything. We kind of were able to do whatever we wanted. We had just about every religion in our family, so we could take our choice on what we wanted to believe in. I went to a church called Harvest Bible Church, which was this beautiful church in the middle of the woods near my neighborhood, right? And um, I would go with my friends every Sunday and Wednesday. And I, w- I would listen. I didn't know what they were talking about, but it was fun because there was always donuts and coffee in the back room. And I would always drink coffee without my mother knowing. And I would go on Wednesdays and we'd have Bible study. And it was a ton of fun. Even as a little kid, I had questions, though. My biggest questions were, what happens to people who die who aren't Christian? Because I didn't really think it could be possible that they would just, you know, <laughs> just go to hell. Like, this all-loving God loves everyone. But if you have the wrong religion, he's going to send you to the flames of Mordor. <laughs> I did not think that's how God worked. Um, so I, that was a big question I had. I wanted to know what happened to babies who died, what happened to mentally challenged people, what happened to gay people, just just people who were different in, in certain ways, what happened to them when they died? Because he had to have a certain knowledge to understand Christ, and even I didn't have that knowledge. So if I died right then and there, what would happen to me, you know? So I had these questions, and I would speak to my pastor, I'd speak to friends, and they'd never really give me an answer. And I remember being, I think I was in seventh grade, and I was sitting in the pews of this wonderful church, by the way. It is a wonderful church, listening to the pastor. And I just remember thinking, who says this guy is right? This is just some guy with a Bible who's speaking up there. There's like, how do we know if this guy's right, you know? Um, And in seventh grade, I had this idea. I was like, this is just a guy who's saying something. We don't really know if he's right. So I would listen, and I would give, I would come up to him with these questions, and he would try to answer them. I'd be like, yeah, well, what about this? And it, it was just, it felt weird. So eighth grade came, and I just kind of decided, you know, I'm pretty sure this might just be a bunch of hollow blue. I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. I don't believe in, I don't believe in the Easter Bunny. I don't believe in things like that. So maybe God just isn't real. Maybe religion isn't a real thing. It's just a man-made construct. It's, there's no truth in it. So I went into high school just thinking, you know, there's probably nothing there. That all changed when a really pretty girl <laughs> uh, came into the picture. Actually, it was two girls. I, I was talking to them, and then out of nowhere, Daria invited me to go to something called Fall Riot with her, which was this big um, celebration where there's Christian rock bands, and we raised a bunch of money to build wells in Africa. And my main thing was that Daria invited me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. And so I, um, I went, and her first words when I walked in were, oh my gosh, you actually came? And I was like, yeah. So I was super nervous, and this is like my, this is not my normal crowd. All my friends at the time were like skateboarders. So this is like, these are like preppy, nice, wholesome people who were not at all 
like me, and I was like, oh, this is not my scene. I felt really weird. And so I was sitting down, and I was listening to these youth pastors and this, this great music, and I was like, you know what? This is nice. This feels nice. This is, this is how things should be. And I was listening. I didn't buy half of it, but I still felt, I still felt something. It felt a little bit of a, you know, you know when you're lighting a birthday cake? And you don't, you don't, lighting a birthday cake, lighting a candle on a birthday cake. And uh, you, 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 you hit the switch a couple times, but only a little spark comes out. That was that. I was just a little spark that was coming. And I was um, paying attention. I decided, you know what, maybe I'll come back next Wednesday. I'll come to this youth service next Wednesday. I came back um, partially because it felt good. Other part because there was a pretty girl there. So uh, I started to believe in God again, but I did not feel like it had all the answers. I, there was like, things I didn't understand. And as I was there longer, I started to see people who I went to high school with who were not following the rules very well. Um, even to church, I would see girls and their, their shorts were like, like, you know, they're wearing like two post-it notes in a sugar packet. You know, they, were, they like weren't wearing anything. And um, I was kind of like, huh, that's weird for church. Ah, it's fine. Um, or I would see people, um, right when they would leave, they were, I would hear people cussing. Just things that I felt like weren't that good. And mind you, I'm not an angel at this point either. I'm just a guy who's like looking around trying to see what I think, what I believe in. So my my question started coming like, all right, well, what is a Christian? I mean, we're supposed to follow rules, right? Because I, I figured if I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to be like a Christian. I'm going to be full in. I'm going to actually try to live it the best I can because I don't want to seem like a hypocrite, right? That that was one of the moments I, re- I kind of realized I didn't want to go back to a second Baptist church anymore because I felt like if I was going to be at a church, I didn't want it to be around people I knew who weren't doing good things. My good friend, Cameron, his, uh, his mother was a pastor of a Methodist church, and a lot of my friends were heavily involved in this Methodist church. And he invited me after he knew what happened. He was like, hey, man, you know, why don't you come to our Wednesday night youth service? And I was like, sure, yeah. And I came, and I immediately felt like I was home. I felt great. I had this little accountability group led by um, someone named Mr. Dunbar, and we would, every week we would just talk about Christ and how to follow Christ better, and just felt great. I would start to go every week. I got involved in the youth worship band. I could not sing to save my life, but I still did it. So I had like a place there. I felt good. And at the same time, I was involved in theater in school. And the Book of Mormon musical was very popular at the time. And we were always singing songs from the Book of Mormon musical. And Mitt Romney was running for president. So Mormons were becoming the talk of the town. They were building a a meeting house in our neighborhood. And people are just kind of like, the Mormons are coming. They're coming. They're coming for us. And uh, they build it right next to the middle school. <laughs> it's like, they're going to get the little middle schoolers. They're going to baptize them, you know. Uh, I, I remember actually sitting down in, in this new church I was in. And they, they sent someone who uh, was an ex-member of, you know, the LDS church. And he was kind of spilling some secrets. He was like, you know, guys, Mormons are nice. But I used to be one. And let me tell you, it's a bad church. Don't join it. There's some bad things there. And everyone's like, oh, no. And I'm just like, what? Oh, why, why would Mormons believe that? That's terrible. And then part of me was like, ah, all right, okay, well, what do they really believe in? Let me hear the other side of the story. Um, at the same time, I, I, I found a Book of Mormon. Um, I was sitting at lunch, and we were actually talking about Mitt Romney, I think. And we were talking about Mormons. Little did we know... The entire, like, the rest of the table listening to us were Mormons. They were all sitting together. And uh, this girl, I think it was Megan, her name, she she tapped me. She was like, 
hey, we're Mormons. I'm like, oh, no. Like, you know, like the, the power of Christ compels you. Like, get away from me. Um, and eventually, they, um, we just started talking, and they gave me a Book of Mormon. I asked for one, kind of like as a joke. The next day, they brought me a Book of Mormon, and they gave it to me. And I was like, oh, well, what do I do with this now? Well, eventually, I went on this mission trip to Oklahoma with my Methodist church. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, at this point, I, I, those questions were coming back into my life. I, I started to understand that God did exist. I didn't quite understand Jesus Christ and his role being our Savior or even what Savior really meant. But I knew that God was real. I, I had a testimony that God existed. He had answered a lot of my prayers. So I went on to this trip, and it was a lot of fun. We went to Apache, Oklahoma, and we ran a vacation Bible school for little Native American children. And I made a lot of friends. It was a great and there's actually this Native American history museum with beautiful artwork um, tracing the history of their tribes, all the way back to the creation of the world, some of them. And as we're learning about these wonderful tribes and, and their divine foundation and, you know, how God was present in this land, this American continent, right as we leave, there's an LDS church across the neighborhood. And I was like, hey, that's funny because they have a book about stuff like this. Anyway, and then I left. I <laughs> just did not make the connection. Um, the year came to an end, and I started working at a restaurant, and there was this girl who worked there who, whose mother will be watching this, so I won't say her name, and uh, she was very, very pretty. Um, there was a lot of pretty girls in this conversion story. I guess I was really shallow in high school, and God had to send pretty girls to get my attention. Um, she was Mormon, and I was always asking her questions about it because, you know, Romney was running. It was a talk of town. Um, I actually think Romney just lost at this point. Yeah, he lost. You know, Mormons are everywhere. Everyone was thinking about them. So I just asked her. She's like, yeah, I'm Mormon. I'm going to come to church with me Sunday. And she was really pretty. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, tell me all about Joseph Smith. Yeah, sure, yeah, let's go. I totally went. I was super excited because she was cute. I go, and as I walk in, two sister missionaries just, like, attack me. They're immediately like, hey, where are you from? What's your name? Yeah, my sister Bowden and sister something Polynesian. I can't say the name correctly. But uh, they immediately start talking to me about the gospel. And... They had this light around them, and it felt really good. But a few weeks later, a few days later, they, we go to Panera, and we start talking. And they're just like, so tell me what you believe in. Um, and we're not trying to convert you, man. I'm like, sure, you're not. I just told them what I believed in. I believed in God. I was an active member of the Methodist Church. I was on the youth worship band there. I had a lot of fun. Um, I didn't meet with them again. But I felt something good. I had prayed about it. I prayed to know if the Book of Mormon was true. And I prayed to know if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was, in fact, you know, the Lord's Church. I didn't receive a no, but I didn't look for a yes either. I just kind of did it. I prayed about it twice, I think, and that was it. I was like, all right, okay, well, I don't really feel anything. So I didn't think about it. My senior year comes, and uh, I wanted to know what I believed in. I needed to really know. There were a lot of things that didn't make sense to me. I still wanted to know what happened to people who died who weren't Christian, what happened to, you know, Muslims, what happened to gay people, what happened to babies, the mentally challenged people who just don't believe. You know, there, there are so many holes. And I wanted to know because it did not make sense to me that you just go to hell if you're not a Christian. So I was coming up with my own reasons and making up my own answers. I was completely relying on myself and not relying on what the scripture says. I was just, it was all, you know, man-made philosophies to justify why only Christians would go to heaven. And it, it didn't feel right. I wanted to know what I believed in. So I had this feeling I should just look into the Book of Mormon a little more. I open it. I, Nephi, haven't been born of goodly parents. I close it. And I don't pick it up. They're like, oh, that's, uh, that's enough. You, you know when you open the Book of Mormon and 
Wait, let me. Can I get a Book of Mormon? When you open the Book of Mormon, you you see this picture of Jesus, right? That's a nice little painting. But then you see this picture of Joseph Smith, and I thought it was like Thomas Jefferson or something. I didn't really know who it was. But I was like, what? What is that about? That is not Moses. That looks like Willy Wonka. I am not going to be a part of this church. That's weird. And I saw these people. It's like, what is going on here? Of course, I hadn't read it, so I was just immediately judging it. But I was looking at his art, like, what's going on? This is weird. Like, Jesus and the Aztecs give me a break, right? I want to know what I believe. I start talking about Mormons with some of the people in my Methodist church, and we go to this big youth camp. And in the Protestant world, you go to these big youth camps a lot. It's always like a stadium full of people or, or a big, big gym full of people, and they have a band, and they have a youth pastor. We weren't learning about prophets. We weren't learning about the atonement. We weren't learning about a lot of things. A lot of it was just, I like to call it meme Christianity, where we were high schoolers who were doing things that weren't good, and then we would see some kind of meme or a sermon about, hey, God loves you no matter what, and we're like, I love Jesus. I'm going to go back to smoking weed and having sex. Like, that's really was the mentality. I know that's really messed up, but that's the way it was. Um, so I was sitting there, and I was in this wonderful conference, and I just didn't really buy a lot of it. <laughs> I didn't believe that some guy... Some, some pastor with no authority. It's, it's not like an angel came and told him and like, like, you know, or God was like, hey, you can preach my word. He was just some guy who signed up to do it. And, and who knows if he's right? He was just spewing his opinion out. And a lot of it was good, but it was still his opinion. There was no way to know if it was completely true. And I knew that it wasn't completely true because I looked at the fruits and the fruits weren't that good. So I began praying about the Book of Mormon, began praying about Mormonism, I knew there was some funky stuff going on in the Mormon church, but the people seemed to have good fruits, and I felt something. So the year ends. I go back to Apache, Oklahoma for a second mission trip, and as I'm there, one of the chiefs came to our campsite and started telling us about how Christianity was brought to Apache. And he said, two Mormon missionaries came. And I was like, no freaking way. Because I was looking for a sign. I was like, no way. No way was it that. Like, I, I was like, in my head, I'm like, I think, I think I found my answer. And I just felt it. I was like, I need to go pray about this. In that moment, I knew, like, I need to be Mormon. I go home. And I actually remember I'm sitting outside of my house. And I have my little um, Samsung Galaxy tablet. And I'm looking on LDS.org. And I'm reading about the kingdoms of glory and the layers of heaven and baptism for the dead. And the spirit hit me so strong. Like, for the first time, I really felt the spirit strong. I, I, like, I was crying and tears coming out of my eyes. I was like, this is it. I felt it. So I messaged my LDS friend Paige, and I was like, hey, I think you guys are right. How do I become a Mormon? And you can't make a Mormon happier than saying, hey, I think you're right. How do I become a Mormon, right? Uh, we, we immediately go to Panera, and we start talking about what, what I believe. And I was like, I just think you guys are right. So I, I go to FHE with her older brother after, and uh, there are two sister missionaries there, Sister Lou and Sister Huber. Paige was kind of like, uh, Kwaku wants to take lessons. He kind of wants to be Mormon. And they're like really chill about it. They're like, cool, cool, yeah, give us your number. But I knew right when I turned around, they were like, yes, yes. Like I knew it right when I was gone. They were like celebrating. Um, the first lesson, they asked me if I wanted to be baptized, if I felt that it was true. And I was like, yeah, I feel like it's true. I'll get baptized. And I take the lessons, I get baptized. I had to tell my family and friends. I had a very liberal family, and I knew that we could choose what we wanted in life. 
But for some reason, I was still afraid to tell them about Mormonism because Mormons are weird. So I, if I became Catholic, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, Catholic, all right, you know, you know, Episcopalian, Methodist, do what you want. But I feel like Mormon would be like, oh, look, we need to draw the line somewhere, all right? We need, we can only allow so much crazy, all right? We can the golden plates and collab. That's a bit much. I don't know if I can let that in my house. So I got baptized and I didn't tell them. <laughs> like like I I hinted at it a few times, but that was about it. And the missionaries are always like, "So how do your parents feel?" And I'm like, "Uh huh, yeah." So I got baptized and then I tell my mom, and she was like, "Yeah, if you believe in it, you should be baptized." And I was like, "Whew, well yeah, I tell you that was. I thought you were gonna react a lot worse." And their overall you know opinion was like, "I mean, it's weird." But, I mean, a talking snake in the Garden of Eden ca- causing the downfall of the world, that's also weird. So, I mean, it can't be, it's not that crazy. And I was like, yeah, no, it really isn't. I've, I get baptized, I become a Latter-day Saint. No coffee, no tea. I'm trying not to use any foul language. Um, I, I, there's so many rules. And I'm just like, oh, man. But I still believed it. I knew, even though it was hard, I believed it, and I was going with it because I felt something really, really strong. I knew that the church was true. I didn't know everything about the church. I had a lot of questions. I did a lot of things I didn't have a testimony of, but I kept praying and kept searching and kept waiting for the answer to come to me. Um, A lot of people join, and they have questions, and they stop searching. They stop growing in faith until they can answer that one question. I didn't do that. My questions were like a book. I put them on a bookshelf, and... Eventually, I would have an answer, and I would go back and be like, oh, now I understand that. But I kept going, and I started to receive all those answers, and it felt great. I started to really understand who I was. Because before, I didn't completely know who, you know, what I represented, what I was supposed to do, why I was here. But I understood who I was as a child of God and what that means for me and what that means for all of us. And I understand why Christ is necessary, why we have a Savior, I understand what we can become. Hey, look, different shirt. So I was baptized, given the priesthood, and then almost immediately spent my first year of college in San Francisco. So I I was baptized and I moved to San Francisco. And a lot of the members back home were like, oh, no, he might go inactive. But I didn't go inactive. I actually... I'm from San Francisco, dude. Get out! This is my my video! That wasn't even planned. Um... (laughs) It really wasn't. But I, I met a wonderful ward out there, and I had a great bishop named Bishop Jordan. And he honestly helped me understand and learn a lot about the gospel. I felt very welcome there. And I would just like to say that I know that Jesus Christ lives. I've had very personal spiritual experiences where I can promise you that Jesus Christ lives, that God is our Father, that we have a Father in heaven, that he looks like us, that Joseph Smith was a prophet that Brigham Young was a prophet, and that Thomas S. Monson is our prophet today. I promise you these things. I can testify to you that angels do visit the earth and that the Lord's church is on earth. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. John Taylor is a prophet as well, for the record. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.